Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, welcome to Senior Care Live, Kansas City's only talk radio program dedicated to helping you be the very best caregiver that you can be. Are you caring for your mom, dad, your grandparents, or your spouse? And if so, I just want you to know that I appreciate you for the wonderful work that you're doing. I'm Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting, and I want to thank you for joining me here today. I really and truly appreciate it. And on this program, I provide straight talk, and I mean straight talk, to help you make critical life decisions with confidence. If you have a question about this program or how I may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll free. 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. If you're new to the program or just want to check it out, uh, that's fine. Just go to the website, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. If you want to learn more about my firm, Senior Care Consulting, where we help you find the right senior care facility for your aging parents, say, for example, an assisted living facility, a nursing home, or Alzheimer's Dementia Care, you can check that all out at SeniorCareConsulting.com. Also, if your business is interested in becoming a partner sponsor of Senior Care Live, we're going into a major expansion mode right now. We'll be adding more partner sponsors in the near future. If you want to discuss that, again, call the toll-free number 800-331-6445, or you can contact us uh, on the website SeniorCareLive.com. All right. I want to thank all of the new listeners joining me here today. I hope you find the program to be appointment radio, as so many people do, tuning in each and every week. And I want to thank all of you who have followed me to the new station day and time. You see, Senior Care Live is not a brand new program and used to be on a different radio station for the past uh, just about two years, just a little shy of two years. I had a great time there, and I learned quite a lot. However, it's time to take this program to another level. And this is where the program needs to be going forward. And I am so, so happy and excited to now be on Talk 980 AM. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm just about to jump right out of my shoes. So, uh, hey, I want to give out a, a few thank you, uh, thank yous here. Uh, thanks to Jack Landreth, Rich Deutsch, John Stoffer, uh, our awesome producer, Mark Groves, Carrie Hall, Joyce Mason, Peter Newman, Paul Schneider, Greg Anderson, all of my partner uh, partner uh, sponsors of the program and many others for helping me make this move and this program possible. 
If you've listened previously, this will be a quick review for you. But if you're new to the program, here are the core categories that are discussed uh, just all the time, just continuously reviewed on this program. The core categories are how to remain independent at home and what services are available to help you do so, such as home care, uh, Medicare-covered home health care, hospice services, home remodeling to safely age in place, and more. And when is the right time to move to a senior care facility? It's different for everyone, but I review the major issues that should trigger that conversation. And then if you do need a care facility, how do you find the right one for your needs today and into the future? There's so much that goes into that transition. Most people have no idea how difficult and complex this can be. And they don't realize uh, until they're well into it that it will take somewhere between 50 to 100 hours trying to find the right place. I'll review the five key components that go into making the right decision and cover other aspects of the subject. I review how to pay for the high cost of care, and I'll discuss and define private pay, what Medicare will pay for. I'll teach you about Medicaid and how to qualify for it and what it pays for, long-term care insurance, the VA aid and attendance benefit, and more. And although I am not an attorney, I do discuss elder law concerns and issues on this program as legal issues are present in all areas of elder care. I also discuss how to care for yourself while also caring for others. And unfortunately, many people just don't take uh, care of themselves while they're caring for the, the person or the folks that they love and putting them in decline as well. These are huge issues, and nationally, about a third of all households are dealing with the issue of providing care for an elderly person. In the Kansas City area, uh, the numbers are pretty staggering, about 350,000 caregivers providing care for over 400,000 elderly loved ones. I would say this issue affects nearly all of us in some way. Again, I'll do my very best to provide information, education, and resources to help you provide care for your elderly loved ones ladies and gentlemen your attention please this is a consumer alert consumer alert recently i was contacted by a listener of this program and she was very concerned about a document that her dad uh, that her dad's care facility wanted her to sign so she was called into the office they wanted to uh, uh, briefly just kind of hustle her through this thing and, hey, yeah, take a look at this and and uh, and get it signed, uh, although it was a very detailed document with tons and tons of legalese. So, of course, as you might imagine, she was instantly uncomfortable. This document is called a negotiated risk agreement, the negotiated risk agreement. And this agreement is commonly used at the assisted living level. And if the facility feels that your loved one is a risk that is just too much for them to manage, they may ask you to sign a negotiated risk agreement. So a common example of this would be if your mom or dad is living in an assisted living facility and they're falling frequently and the staff is not able to ensure their safety, the negotiated risk agreement says that you hold the facility harmless if they fall. And the agreement also very clearly states that the fall may result in serious injury or even death. That's a quote from one of them that I've read. So if you sign it, you just voluntarily waive their liability. And if you don't, uh, if you don't sign it, they may ask you to move. And some people are so stressed out about the thought of moving again and searching all over again uh, 
and they feel the pr- uh, the pressure from the staff at the facility wanting you to sign it, they just cave in and sign it. In my opinion, this is a very bad idea. This is a terrible idea, in my opinion. So what I'd rather do is let's take a look at the real issue here. Your parent is falling a lot. The real issue is the falling, the number of times that they're falling. The real question is, why is your parent falling so much? This is what needs to be addressed without any legal documents, without any transfer of risk or liability. A a good question would be, has a recent medication change created the falls? And let me tell you, this happens all the time. It's an easy fix. Another question, does my dad have a UTI, urinary tract infection? That could do it too. $4 generic prescription and boom, he's back up and running and feeling much better. Is there a weakness or unsteady gait causing the falls? Could physical therapy correct the issue of falling? Or could it be as simple as this? Maybe the assisted living level of care is not appropriate for their escalating care requirements. Maybe your mom or dad is just flat out in the wrong facility. And now you have a decision to make. All right, so here we are. Do you keep them where they will continue to fall, where there's not enough staff to appropriately care for your parents? Do you keep them there voluntarily waiving the liability of the facility by signing this negotiated risk agreement? Or do you move them to the next higher level of care at the nursing home level where the level of care is appropriate for their needs? So these are your three choices. So let me go through that again. If your mom or dad living in a nursing, excuse me, living in an assisted living facility and they're having a lot of issues and in this example, in this specific example, they're falling a lot and the facility does not want to have the liability of that. And you know what? Just as a side note, I've even seen some assisted living facilities require the family to pay for 24-hour care in addition to their normal monthly care costs. That's just, that's crazy. Right, so, but if you have this situation, you really have three options. So you can keep them there, where they will continue to fall, where there's not enough staff to appropriately care for your parent. You can keep them there and voluntarily waive liability by signing this negotiated risk agreement, or you can move them to the next higher level of care, which is a nursing home level of care, and that's where the staffing is much, much higher uh, to help manage these falls and keep a closer watch on your parent. Personally, I would never, ever, 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 did I say ever, ever sign a negotiated risk agreement, ever. But it's your decision to make. And I would strongly recommend that you consult with your attorney before signing a negotiated risk agreement. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, so hopefully that'll help you out. And again, in future broadcasts, I cover all sorts of interesting information and little tidbits like that that, frankly, most people don't know about. And again, I'm here to provide the information, education, and resources uh, to help you 
make some decisions with confidence. And in the next segment, I'll introduce to you my special guest in studio, and I'm going to tell you about an awesome upcoming free educational event that you will definitely want to attend. So don't go away. Stay tuned. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program or how I may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. If you'd rather send an inquiry through the website, that is Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, my special guest today in studio, my old friend, my young friend, I can't say old. I, I cruel. <laughs> my very young friend, youngest looking grandma yeah, I've ever yeah. known, <laughs> Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. How about long time friend? That sounds yes. better than old. Yeah, established friend. Established, established friend. Established friend. That's yeah. what I meant. That's exactly what yeah. I meant to say. All right, since this program is live, we can't go back and fix that, so I'm kind of stuck with it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, so, Judy, uh, first of all, how about the new studios and Talk 980 AM? This is wonderful. Pretty exciting, Yeah, huh? I'm really excited to be here. This is great. It's a good day. All right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, okay, so I guess uh, on this segment, we want to talk about this awesome uh, upcoming free educational event, and I'll just let everyone know now. It's called Culture of Caring. And uh, it is uh, three hours long. It's going to be Wednesday, June the 24th. So write this down. You could also go to the website to check it out. But Wednesday, June the 24th. So coming right up from 9 a.m. to noon. And uh, so, again, we've been doing these for a while, Judy mm-hmm. and I and, and everyone. So the first one was in Overland Park. The second one was in Lee Summit. So now uh, and we had a few, um, not complaints, but requests from our friends in the Northland to come up north and save them a little bit of a drive. So yes. we were, we will be at the Gladstone Community Center in Gladstone, Missouri. This place is absolutely beautiful. It's a fantastic uh, uh, facility and venue. The Gladstone Community Center is at 690. One North Home Street in Kansas City, Missouri, and it is awesome. Yes, it is. It's a great location, and hopefully um, those that live south of the river won't be intimidated to, to go north, and for our friends that are in the north community, they'll find it very easily. I think it's a common facility. Most people will be familiar with it. Absolutely. And when you're, when you're done, you can go just across the, across the hallway there and go for a swim or, uh, pump some weights, go for a run. Right. Cause it, it, I mean, it's a fantastic uh, facility. It's go a beautiful. Go ahead and get your exercise in. Exactly. Absolutely. So, okay. So here's the agenda, uh, for this morning. So you come in, you sign up, registration and sign in at 8.30, enjoy a free breakfast on us, Continental Breakfast. And then at nine o'clock, yours truly, Steve Keeker 
president of Senior Care Consultant. That's pretty cheesy, isn't it? A little. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so Steve Keeker, that is myself. I'm doing the Bob Dole, the third party thing, right? Yeah, so, so you've got it weird? going. No, you've oh got it. Oh my gosh. So, okay, anyway, I <laughs> will be discussing uh, the, and this is, and we're having fun today, but this is a serious subject, the, the difficult transition of, of living in your home to transitioning to living in a care facility. Yeah. And, and I'll be touching on, you know, primarily the assisted living level, the nursing home level, uh, Alzheimer's, dementia care, and it could be all of the above in a continuing mm -hmm. care retirement community. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And, and I, and I mentioned it earlier. I don't, in fact, I am sure most people are not aware of how difficult and how complex this decision can be. Now, not every time, but most of the time it's pretty tough. So I am going to really drill down for you and help you get it right and get it right the first time. And I think there are five key factors that go into this. So number one, the facility licensure type. You have to have that right. Number two, you have to have all of these right, mm -hmm. uh, addressing today's needs and projecting into the Moving future. Forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the facility licensure type, the level of care, like general care, memory care, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The facility licensure type would define assisted living, residential care, nursing care, those yes. sort of things. Uh, so, uh, so we have that. The level of care, general care, memory mm -hmm. care, et cetera. Number three, the payment methods. I mean, that is a, this stuff is expensive. All of it Incredibly is expensive. expensive. And so you have to have that right. That's a huge part of this equation. Mm -hmm. And again, you have to get it right today and moving forward for the rest of your loved one's life. And then number four, location is usually very important. We all want to be close mm -hmm. to our mom or dad, grandparent, spouse, whoever it is that needs the care and has to move to the facility. And the number five uh, gets a, a little more personalized or customized, but this is how I, I drill down into this. So any personal preferences and needs. So uh, this is my particular area of expertise, and I'll say that I've had several clients over the years Say, you know, mother has played piano for like 50 years. It just fills her up. It makes her so happy. And it would be fantastic if the places that we would consider would have a piano uh, where she was allowed to play and, and use that. It would make her so happy. And so that's a specific request mm -hmm. in, in the category of personal preference and need. Another one, the most difficult one is now this was also in 2004. I've been doing this for a long time. One of my clients is a strict vegan. And we needed a nursing home level of care that could that had a private room for her for a lot of reasons and that could address her mental health needs. And so, boy, that was tough in 2004. And I found it. It was like a needle in a haystack. But that wasn't a got to have. That's a that wasn't a we I would like to have. That's a got to have. I mean, mm -hmm. this was not an option. And so I, I think it'd be a little easier to find that today but but the fact is we had to find that so that's how i break this down i'm also going to cover a whole lot of other uh, aspects of finding the right place and getting it right the first time and then our second speaker is sam plaster sam and i'm sorry i have to add an add-on to yours i i don't think that people often realize how important those five items truly are because if you're looking at someone with religious preferences um, if you are someone who celebrates a Christian uh, type holiday system, then you don't want to be in a facility that is not going to recognize the holiday in that manner. Likewise, if you do not do that, 
you may be offended by the Christmas trees and the things um, everywhere. And you have to have that right. If you don't get it right, I'm telling you, the odds are very high. You're yeah. going to be moving again and maybe multiple times. It makes a huge difference. And even the less than 5% of seniors in long-term care, this is really a, a, a big issue. And nobody wants to go to long-term care. That's none of our goals. You're you're yeah. there because you, you need 24-hour assistance you and supervision. Yeah. Sorry, it's kind of like Denny's. It's just the last option left open. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the other um, thing, the other speaker, Sam Plaster, he is coming to us from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, and he is their culture change expert, and he does a lot of speaking throughout the state on this. I'm um, pleased to be on the board for 2015 for the Kansas Culture Change Coalition, which is a, a similar organization, but this is all about some of the same things, changing the culture within long-term care so that we are not imposing our own restrictions on those that are living there. There, For instance, folks that live in long-term care are referred to as residents because it's their place of resident. Yeah. So rather than impose all of our self-made rules, Patients. we want to we keep it home. Yeah, and it's amazing. I'll, I'll go through these places and I'll hear all of these, uh, our general population, that sounds like a prison. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 it's your residence, it's not your patient. So there's a lot that goes into that. Folks, this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic free educational event. For our medical professionals, you will receive three continuing education credits, totally free of charge, primarily for nursing and social services, and some other folk, you know, other medical professionals are welcome as well. And the family and friend caregivers will get a free certificate of uh, of participation. So right after the break, I'm going to continue uh, with with Judy and I will continue to cover our free educational event. And uh, then we're going to get into some summer safety tips. I'm Steve Keeker. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free. 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. And for more information about this program or how we can help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. If you'd rather send an inquiry uh, through the website, that is Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back with my special guest, Judy Wechter, my established longtime friend. <laughs> I call Judy the uh, this walking encyclopedic book of knowledge. She is unbelievably knowledgeable in all of these areas. Judy's a registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. And let me just say, uh, if you are needing hospice services or if you want to just inquire to see if that might be an option for you, and talk about how, uh, you know, how that works and how you might qualify, et cetera. Let me give you their number. Uh, Crossroads Hospice is a phenomenal hospice service. Uh, 816-333-9200. So Crossroads Hospice can be reached at 816-333-9200. Now, Judy, back to this uh, culture of caring free educational event. 
I love it that we've set it up that we are addressing two different groups of individuals. We're addressing medical mm-hmm. professionals. Yes. Right. So the registered nurses and social, social services. Workers, even PTs, OTs may be interested. Yes. Absolutely. And we're also making this information and, and, uh, and, and material very appropriate for the layperson, the family and friend caregiver. Which is huge because we are relying on unpaid family and friend caregivers to provide the ongoing care and support and manage the complicated medical illnesses and diseases that these people are living with in the home environment. We've never had people live with this level of disease process and this level of intense acuity, as we call it in healthcare, in the home setting. So to bring together those who are the licensed professionals and those that are the unpaid family and friend caregivers so that they can both learn from the same environment, share information and resources with one another, and hopefully hear what is really a need and how to partner together, all for the benefit of the individuals that we're caring for in the home environment. Absolutely, and that is very unique. Most of these educational events are for uh, the general public or mm-hmm. specifically for medical professionals, not necessarily for the two groups combined. So I, I just love right. that. That's one of the unique aspects that, that we have built into our programs. Well, it's huge, especially with the trend right now to do education with the caregiver population on how to communicate with your health care provider. And down the street, two days later, we're doing one exclusively for the healthcare provider professional on how to communicate with your patients and their caregivers. And yet no one is bringing them together and until we started doing this. So this is a great avenue for those. And, and absolutely. And, and we are. And so I'm going to give us a little, uh, out of boy, out of girl pat That's on right. the back there. That's right. Right. Okay. So, uh, again, it's at the Gladstone Community Center. It's Wednesday, June the 24th from 9 a.m. to noon. We're out of there at noon. You can go back to work or go about your day. Uh, check in at 8.30 for sign-in registration and uh, enjoy a free continental breakfast. Uh, the first presentations from 9 to 10. I'll be doing that, the transition from home to a senior care community from 10 to 11.30. Sam Plaster, changing the culture of caring, the culture, uh, uh, culture change in long-term care. And then at the end, I think one of my favorite parts is the Q&A. So the yes. audience can ask uh, uh, any question that they would like for the uh, the panel that we will put together. And uh, we'll go back and forth with that. And it will be wrapped up at 12. Again, continuing education credits, three CE credits for our medical professionals, a certificate of completion for family and friend caregivers. Here's how you register. You, you noticed could, I, I saved that for last. Yes. It's kind of like the thing. cliffhanger. You, you're waiting like, <laughs> all right, Steve, I'm ready to go. How do you do it? <laughs> how do I get there? Right. So you can go online at SeniorCareLive.com and register online. You can also go to CrossroadsHospice.com. Yes. Is that right? Yes. It's on our event website or our event link on our website. Then you can go to eventbrite.com mm-hmm. and search it. It's a lot easier just to go to one of our websites mm-hmm. uh, and do that. Or you can go old school, and uh, a lot of people do this, and just call Crossroads, and they will register you by phone. Again, that phone number is 816-333-9200. Crossroads Hospice. Register for this educational event by phone, 816-333-9200. The last two, the rooms have filled up, so I would not wait. I would call now or I would click online and get signed up for this event. It is going to be awesome. Yes, looking forward to this. I am too. It's going to be fantastic. All right, Judy, so let's shift gears and uh, talk about uh, uh, 
basically senior safety during the summer months. And we're not, and just for our new listeners again, you know, sometimes Judy and I will, we'll get pretty technical. We're going to get in the weeds, you know, and today we're going to keep it a little lighter and we're going to talk about senior safety during the summer months because frankly, this is a big deal and the summer can be just as dangerous uh, or difficult as the winter months. So Judy? Very much it is. And in fact, in a lot of ways, it's actually worse because we are outside more and we tend to be um, at risk for other things. In the winter, we may stay inside because of the snow, even though there may be accidents trying to shovel it, but we tend to stay inside. In the summer months, we tend to go outside more, and that is part of why June is the National Safety Month. And we forget as we age that things are different this year than they were last year, and certainly more than they were 20, 40, or or even 60 years ago. And those additional factors are going to affect our safety and our ability to avoid injuries, which is something that we sometimes have trouble seeing in ourselves, and often it is difficult for our children. Oh, it's awful for me to have to refer to my children seeing me as a senior, but <laughs> I guess I guess that's true when they're the ages that they are. Yep. Um, but we and they sometimes forget that mom or grandma or Aunt Gertie, whoever it is, has aged, and even though they've been very independent for years, manage their own home, they may still drive, take care of their yard, that doesn't mean that they're in as good of shape to do it as they previously were. And we want to be cognizant of that, and we want to have a plan in place. We know that those who have a plan in place and work their plan are going to be the ones that are most safe and that are going to be the most effective. You, you mean it's a bad idea to stick your head in the sand and assume everything is just the same as always? You know, it's a shock when you pull your head up out of that. <laughs> you can see head up out of the sand. Out of the we sand, the yes. Sand, sand. Up out, yeah. Head head out of the sand. You look around and you're like, really? How did this happen? I wasn't yeah. down there all that long. Well, it doesn't take very long. Oh, and that could happen fast, can it? It does, That's and right. we know that when the temperatures rise and things go on, even loss of power, things like that. Those are contributing factors to heat-related illnesses and deaths and injuries that happen in the summertime. So knowing that ahead of time, we can do some things about it to make sure that we're safe. And, you know, you talked about heat, and, and I'm just going back to my grandpa. He used to be a chef in a hot kitchen, so he was used to being around the heat. And, frankly, he had a high tolerance for heat, and I don't think he really appreciated sometimes how hot it really was outdoors. And he would really put himself himself in harm's way and not necessarily even realize it because he was kind of used to the heat. And he was at that age. And I would say it served him well, especially if he stayed living in that part of the country. Mm -hmm. But when we start saying things now about how we grew up without air conditioning, I mean, you know, shoot, my own kids grew up in a school system here in Shawnee Mission. None of them had air conditioning when my kids were in school. We went on heat schedules. But they haven't been in that environment in a long time. We're in air conditioning. Gone are the days where you saw the signs that said air condition come inside to the the bowling alley or to a hotel. Almost everything is air conditioned and climate controlled at this point in time. And we frequently are going from house to car to business. And it's only the few feet from the car to the facility, the restaurant that we're actually outside. So we don't realize that we aren't able to handle it as well as we did previously. We know that dehydration is one of the most frequent causes oh. of hospitalization for those over the age of 65. Yep. We don't have the ability to regulate and adjust our temperatures as we age the way we did when we were younger, and it doesn't take long to get into a problem. In fact, if you're thirsty, 
you've already got a problem it's that you're late. treating. Yeah. That's right. If you feel thirsty, you're treating a problem. You are not preventing one. And, you know, you talk about dehydration, and this is kind of really related. Uh, you can, and just, just look at these dominoes falling. So I become dehydrated, and I'm not drinking enough. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, I could have a UTI, urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. And then guess what that does to many, many elderly people? You instantly have signs of dementia. And even though it may not, it's not dementia, but it, it kind of right. shows up that Confusion. way. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I hear, uh, the, the interesting comments of, yeah, oh, mom caught Alzheimer's last weekend or mom, dad caught dementia last weekend when obviously they didn't, but it appears that way. And it all started with dehydration. And it, it, it does snowball. Well, snow, that probably doesn't make sense with the heat, but it does move quickly. You <laughs> yeah. know, you, when you have the, the three stages of heat emergencies, we go through having heat cramps that can lead to heat exhaustion. And of course, the most serious one would be your, your heat stroke. And even the symptoms that happen with that, when you start looking at things like, the muscle cramps, the headaches, the nausea and vomiting, of course, that would contribute to even more dehydration, the dizziness. Now you have falls on top of it. It just, one falls onto the other and falls onto the other, and you end up going down a slippery slope where you're in a, in a real critical situation very, very quickly that we usually could have prevented. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of different things that we're going to go through in this next hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, not the next hour. I would love to have a two hour program. We need to look into that, Judy. I know we don't we don't ever get to go through everything. It's- I know. And we, and we don't go into as much detail as what I would just really love to do. Uh, but in that uh, in this next segment, uh, what are we going to talk about, Judy? We'll talk a little bit more about how we can help keep ourselves safe in the summer, being cognizant of the physical changes, the diseases that we have, what medications might be interacting, and just some of the basic reminders, whether it's about bugs, um, washing our hands, heat impact on food, how our decline in our, our senses can make us more risk for food poisoning, all of those type of things. All right. Thanks, Judy. And right after the break, we'll get into all of that. Stay tuned. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program or how we may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. If you'd rather send an email inquiry, the website is SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, Judy, I can't believe we're in our final segment. Man, this hour just absolutely flies, flies by. It does. It goes way too fast. But I'm glad that we're doing this, and I I know I always have a lot more information than we have time to share, but there were a couple things I wanted to, to hit on. 
especially this time of year, even though it's not officially the start of summer, we've just finished Memorial Day, and that kind of is everybody's landmark for when summer begins. And we're starting to have a lot of outdoor activities, whether those are weddings and receptions or graduations, all of those type of holiday gatherings with family and friends. And we need to remember that our older population is not going to tolerate the heat as well. They're not going to be as sensitive to scents and smells and their visual changes, depth perception, um, all of those things are going to make a difference, even on things as simple as food safety. It doesn't take long for your food to get dangerous outside. The rule of thumb is it shouldn't sit out for more than two hours unless it's in extreme heat. If you're talking about 90 degrees or higher, you're looking at a one-hour window of opportunity. Mm. So that means if you took mom out to Applebee's and she's taking her, her leftovers home to have later for dinner, it's only going to take that car about 20 minutes to heat up in summer temperatures to over 100, 120 degrees. But it has to be at least 135 degrees in order to keep the food at a safe temperature. So Every half hour that that food is sitting at the car in that 100 to 120 degree range, the bacteria is multiplying. So what mom is going to have for dinner is food poisoning. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I've, I've hear, I'm hearing this more and more in a recent client, uh, one of their, actually both of their parents, uh, they would leave food out on the counter. Yeah. And then they would go back to eat it later, which like completely freaks me out. I'm telling you, it just blows me away. But I'm finding this is very common. And mom has an incontinency issue, right? And and they believe it's primarily due to eating bad food. Well, her incontinence, and well, that could be a whole nother thing that my mind already yeah. starts trying to diagnose her and figure <laughs> it out. But the, the leaving food out, I grew up in a family like that, and I've got multiple brothers and sisters. And because you had people coming and going to eat at different times, Food did sit out for a long period of time. In fact, defrosting food to fix for dinner, frozen things were left out on the counter to defrost. And now we know both of those are a big no-no. Put the food in the fridge immediately. You do not need to let it cool off to room temperature. Your shelves and your glass and your refrigerator are tempered so they can tolerate this. If you're really nervous about it, put a a tea towel or a hot pad under the the crock pot or whatever it is, but cover that food, get it in the fridge, and they can warm it up. Most all of us have a microwave or ability to warm foods up anymore. Warm it up and have it fresh and, and safe. If you're defrosting, learn to either defrost ahead of time in the fridge, use your cold water and change it often if it's a packaged meat product, or use the defrost setting on your microwave. And I admit, I I'm not good at that. I always end up with ice chunks in the center and the chicken breasts are, are cooked on the edges. So that's one that, that I, too, struggle with. But gone are the days of defrosting on the counter and of putting um, items, leaving items out for a long time. And, and I'll have people say, oh, we grew up that way. We did it for centuries. We also died. We didn't have the life yeah. expectancy <laughs> that we have yeah. now. Yeah. And Illness, infection, and injuries were the the leading causes of of death next to childbirth. So, yes, we did, but we didn't live long enough to to celebrate these higher birthdays. So, again, things change, and and whether we like it or not, we need to to be aware of that. And it does make an incredible difference um, to our, our health when we look at those outdoor activities, even the mosquitoes. 
they were doing blurbs on the morning news shows today about the different viruses and things oh, out there. Oh, I heard about that. That is just, that's horrifying. It is scary. And if, if people want more information on that, they can go to the CDC, Center for Disease Control website. Mm-hmm. They've got great information that will tell you about your own neck of the woods, so to speak, or an area that you're going to be visiting. But rule of thumb, anything from dusk till dawn are prime mosquito-biting hours. Use an insect repellent, whether it's on your skin or on your clothing, to keep them off of you. Long sleeves, long pants, socks, those type of things. Don't have standing water, which many of us use the saucers under our our potted plants um, that we've decorated the the patio or the balcony with. I'm I'm guilty. If it's got standing (laughs) water, then what you're doing is is creating a breeding ground, um, if you will. That's kind of a um, a, a problematic maze decrease the the need to water so often but you're creating a more dangerous problem so and i was hearing about uh some of these mosquitoes and, and people coming back from visiting the you know, caribbean islands and that sort of thing and there's some new weird virus that if if the mosquito has this and you are bitten by the mosquito that you have severe joint pain that could last for months and i'm just like i'm just i'm not kind of freaking out about that well it's similar to what you hear with lyme disease from- yeah Yes, oh. from the uh, tick bites. So again, if if you're out in an area like that, and they've had a great season this year, it's prime mm-hmm. for them. So check yourself um, as soon as you come in and make sure you take care of those things. And wash your hands early, often, over and over again. Our, our hand-washing skills have actually declined considerably. Kansas spent a uh, five, almost six-digit figure to do a public campaign on washing your hands. Mm-hmm. We are a very mobile society. We eat on the go. We eat in the car. Um, even if you picture yourself at a, at a, um, I won't name a team, but say you're outdoors at a baseball game and you get a hot dog. Now, not going back to who prepared the hot dog and the vendor that sold it and the vendor that cooked it, but just the guy who's selling it. He hands it to the guy at the end of the row who passes it down to 10, through 10 people to you. And you hand your money, and it goes back, those 10 people, to the hot dog guy. By the time you open it, who knows how many people have touched that? How many people have washed their hands or used a hand sanitizer product prior to to eating? Because you're ingesting whatever you've just touched. And the older I get, and I have to admit, I'm not turning into... uh uh, the uh, the eccentric uh, billionaire with all of the you know the phobias, but mm-hmm. I am getting a lot more uh, germ aware. Yes. <laughs> I guess or bacteria awareness is is on the increase. And and uh, a buddy of mine, he was uh, going through his undergrad in biology, and then he was going to go on to med school. Uh, he they did an interesting study where they would touch doorknobs in the school or mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a handrail or something like that, and then they would look at all the nasties on their hands. Yes. And then they would wash with an antibacterial soap. And then they would look and see uh-huh. most of them are dead. And then they did it again. And then, yeah, their, their hands were loaded again. And then they washed just with warm water and regular soap. And the regular soap was almost identical, at least in their limited mm-hmm. trial, uh, almost identical to the antibacterial soap. And so he's just a fanatic on just wash your hands with soap and warm water frequently. That's his big deal. Exactly. The antibacterial soap, unless you have a condition that your physician recommends that you use that type of a product all the time, we don't want to kill off all of the low-level bugs and germs out there and just leave the gorillas out there for us to fight off. You know, they say everyone eats a pound of dirt in their lifetime, just hopefully not in one 
different settings. So <laughs> getting used to some of these bugs and germs can really be fairly beneficial to your immune system. And it, it is important to make contact with soap and water. Even if you're just digging in the yard and you use the hose, you can rinse a lot of the dirt off your hands with friction and the water. The soap, again, helps to kill some things off, but it's the friction and the lifting and moving those items off your hands. The hand sanitizers, you have to have at least 60% alcohol for those to be effective. And they only work on the areas they touch. All right, Judy, thanks so much. Judy Wechter with Crossroads Hospice. Thanks, Judy. I really appreciate it. Yes. All right. And to our listeners, I'm so honored that you spent part of your day uh, with us here in the studio. I'm Steve Keeker, and I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.